Your martial arts movie podcast. Aha! I threw that shit before I walked in the room! Featuring Drunken Thai boxer, Will. Too bad you will die. The also drunken wrestler, Mark. I said I don't want trouble. And drunken karate master, Zero. You've lost your boss. And now, call, call, call. I don't come You know, baby. Fists of fail. Well, since we talked about it in our wonderful quick jab of that beautiful movie, Iceman 2. I guess we have to talk about Kung Fu Jungle now, right? Because this was a shoe-in for a full-length discussion. Right, uh, <laughs> It shouldn't have been, but I guess we kind of have to now. We painted ourselves into a corner yeah. with this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kung Fu Killer, Kung Fu Jungle, Last of the Best, whatever you want to call it. Uh, this was, what, 2014? Has some of the same cast from Iceman. With Donnie in the lead. Um, oh, God. The villain is played by... I will never remember this guy's name. It is Wang Bao Chiang. Chiang? Yeah, Chiang. Wang Bao uh, Chiang. Okay, yes. Yeah, okay. Well, he... Yeah. And we also have Kang Yu in the movie as well. But anyways, Kung Fu Killer. Uh, God, I guess my memory was doesn't serve me very well. Because I remember this being very action-heavy... I remember not liking the movie, but I would, at least we could have banked off the fact that the action was good. And I guess my memory wasn't was kind of shit. I mean, it, it's known to be shit because <laughs> the fighting in this movie is bleh. that's a word, right, Zero? <laughs> yeah, well, not just the fighting, kind of everything about this movie is just so bland. It's so bland, and it's so forgettable, but why did we decide to talk about this then? Well, because we thought thought this was a shoe-in for uh, an episode, right? So so we bamboozled ourselves, so now we we have to bamboozle our audience into thinking (laughs) they're going to get an entertaining episode? Well, if that's the case, oh boy, Kung Fu Jungle... I was flabbergasted I'm... by the twists and turns of this martial arts killer and the detective story that Donnie Yen has to go through in order to find out who the killer is when it's already oh. revealed to us very early on who the killer is. Yeah, it's not really a murder <laughs> mystery when you know who the villain is from the get-go. Oh, I'll do the story this time. What else is there? It's it's really simple. Donnie Yen was imprisoned a few years ago for murdering a man in martial arts fisticuffs. Oh, oh. He couldn't control himself. Oh, it's hmm? because he murdered Bay Logan for some sexual, <laughs> some sexual like, <laughs> oh, assault was that allegations. That was Bay Logan, yes. Oh, my God. He's pretty jacked uh, yeah, for, for that scene. I was kind of surprised by that. Um, oh yeah, so uh, we'll we'll get to that in a second. Um, this movie is kind of a who's who of all the martial arts people of throughout time. But anyways, story wise, Donnie Yen, he's in prison and he <laughs> hears on the news that there is a man who is killing people with his bare hands, and he instinctively <laughs> knows that it's 
a kung fu killer out there. Like, you need to really suspend your disbelief because how does he know that? I I don't know. Like, because basically the movie turns into a a little bit of like a Hannibal Lecter, Silence of the Lambs kind of effect. Donnie Yen knows he thinks like the killer because he knows Kung Fu. Oh, my God. I can't believe I missed that. Is Donnie Yen (laughs) Hannibal Lecter? The Hannibal Lecter of the martial yeah. arts world. Like, he's so good, yeah. but he's in prison, but he knows how to catch a killer because he's a killer himself. Oh, fuck you, movie. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think. See, that's I want that movie. I want that movie, but I don't want this movie. <laughs> I want, <laughs> I want, I want like the, the interesting premise that somebody threw out there to sell the Hong Kong execs on giving them money and not the movie we got right yeah well uh well the the movie we got or the movie that way that is pitched is that pretty much all the actors in the movie whether they're supporting characters or the ones who are actually fighting they are all mainstay names in the kung fu sphere and all like hong kong action cinema throughout the years uh, from the 70s all the way you know to modern times it's pretty impressive that we got able to get so many people, and, and this is clearly a love letter to Hong Kong action. Why is this movie not good then? <laughs> Why is it not good? It's not good at all. It's so boring, like you said. It's yeah, and the action is—you would think it'd be good, but anyways. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So I have a speculation, yeah. right? Well, they were—they were filming in order chronological order as they do in the uh-huh. hong kong movies and they realized they had they had a shitty movie on hands they knew right away they had a shitty movie on their hands <laughs> so they're like fuck yeah. we gotta call in some favors so as they were filming they just got all these other people in the nearby you know movie studio lots to just like hey just come here for a second come here for a, <laughs> a quick cameo and they just kept on dogpiling in all these random people they dragged all these old martial arts stars out of their beds and whatnot to just walk in the background so at the end of the movie they could say this is a love letter to all the hong kong movie stars and action cinema because at one point they fucking film they film a Jackie Chan movie so that they can say that is this is <laughs> also featuring Jackie Chan. It's like, no, no, it's not. What are you doing? They have a poster of Bruce Lee. Does that mean he's in the movie? He is. Yes. Yes. He's credited. <laughs> well, he's not he's not credited. This is dedicated to to him. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised that they were able to get so many some of these folks in this movie and again uh, you know if you if you throw enough money at the at certain people to get in there like freaking raymond chow just shows up at a small cameo him ordering food that's it that's Man, really a- <laughs> this is this is probably like a tr- triad connected movie they're like shit we, <laughs> we need help we know this movie is shit it's gonna sink call in your connections like so they got all the dirt on all these former you know, movie stars are like, listen, we're calling in the favor. Oh, we're calling in the favor you now. That? You got to come in and help us out. Speculation. Do you remember that movie? Do you remember that movie, movie 43? 
I've never seen it, but I know of it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's basically what that movie was. Like one guy, the, the director, just knew a bunch of celebrities, and he just got called them in, in and all his favors. Yeah, he had yeah dirt. all the favors. Yeah, dirt. He got I text mean, messages. He had drunken night out pictures <laughs> of people doing obscene things, and he made the kung fu jungle of parody films, <laughs> American parody films. <laughs> yeah. Well. Okay. Uh, let, let, let's go back to the the story just because like I, I will give this movie some credit because you don't have story to. wise it is <laughs> story wise it is super simple man if you didn't like this movie you really wouldn't like Iceman 2 I'm, I'm trying back to, to liven this conversation because this movie is so simple I, I, I feel so bad simple, for yes. shitting on it but like what else <laughs> Like I, I don't know how else we can talk about this so please continue <laughs> sure Story-wise, uh, yes, there is a killer out there who is killing people with his kung fu because that killer, uh, played by Bao Chiang, uh, he is a psychotic kung fu-obsessed person whose wife was dying of ailments and that set him off and made him go crazy. So now he just wants to go around killing anyone who de- he deems to be a worthy opponent. So, very simple premise. Donnie Yen is let go, or rather, he, he teams up with the police so that he can track down the killer because he can think like a killer because they share kung fu. That's fucking stupid. But <laughs> I will say... I will say, though, this is everything I'm describing. If it wasn't set in modern times like the movie is, this would be a story that's plucked right out of the 70s, right? Because this is like I can what see I that. imagine a sure. Shaw Brothers movie being. It's weird that it takes place in modern times, right? Because now we're in the advent of cctvs and cell phones uh, smartphones it's like well why is no one able to find this guy (laughs) i mean there are twists at the end that use cct footage to reveal that oh certain characters may have been in cahoots with each other right may or may not have been Uh or or Mm -hmm. it could make a connection that you know, some characters might be good or bad or whatnot. I won't yeah. reveal what that mm-hmm. is. But, um, yeah, there's there's nothing in this that says it needs to be modern times. Like, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. This could be an older film. Just remove the motorcycles, remove the cars, right? And you, you basically have yeah. you have a kind of kooky Shaw Brothers-esque story that probably would have worked much better um, in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well settings wise I, I guess like maybe stylistically or story they, they wanted to they deliberately made this movie set in modern times because maybe they're trying to make a statement that older stories can still work in modern settings uh, i don't really think so man you're really I, I reaching for comes... straws here <laughs> Yeah, really. I don't know. I that's what I'm speculating. But watching the movie, it, it just works better if this this kind of story was a period piece because it, it's strange. Sure, sure. Okay, okay, okay. So, uh, as you know, Donnie Yen, hero man, protagonist, no character mm-hmm. to him, right? 
he's, really he's fine. He, he's simple. He, he's there to drive the, the story forward. So with mm-hmm. when you have a killer and you have a villain like, you know, like that, that can kind of make or break your movie. Right. Is mm-hmm. is he weird enough? Is he compelling enough? Do you understand his dilemma? And is he like the tragic, uh, the tragic character? Or is this just a very, very poorly lit- written one dimensional figure who has nothing going for him <laughs> my my wife go go sick i go crazy <laughs> i kill people now pretty much okay so yeah, so what did basically. they what did they do to set him apart they gave him one leg longer than the other <laughs> and so he has to wear a regular shoe on one foot and a platform shoe on the other. Like that that's like his most defining character trait. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Right? Because uh, sure, because yeah, sure he's oh crazy no, he's I'm crazy good. serial killer, but like what can we do to make him distinct? Give him a longer leg. <laughs> that's that's what the writer said. Yeah, there's really not much to his character. He he doesn't even feel that menacing. It just, if, if anything, it feels like anytime the, the protagonists are having trouble tracking him down, I don't think it's because he's really good at evading the law enforcement. It's just more like everyone else is incredibly incompetent. They are. The dude <laughs> the dude is it's one man. You guys got guns. <laughs> you guys have you can see all of Hong Kong like how are you not able to track him <laughs> Donnie Yen I, gives a list of people who could be the potential next target after yes. it's confirmed that somebody is killed immediately after he's giving these lists they should immediately put those other people under protection or at least send police officers to investigate them right yeah, they yeah. wait for yeah, yeah. they wait for the following people to get killed in order. <laughs> Zero, you remember that scene? Uh, the the villain was he's he's on a boat and he he's none the wiser, um, just going down the stream, not realize. Well, uh, he the the river is su- supposedly surrounded by cops undercover, right? Yeah, they're also in in like like fishermen's wardrobes and everything uh the villain gets just wisens up because he sees all these dogs in muzzles just all around oh i don't everywhere i don't remember him wisening up because of that i thought it was just because the story needed tension so he was like i think something's happening (laughs) no it it, it, i mean yes they could have done that but instead they chose something even stupider <laughs> as the tell he sees all these folks like he sees all these dogs and they all look like canine dogs like there's like 20 of them and he turns he turns the corner he's like nope i i'm not going that way and all the cops who are watching on cctv they're like oh how did how did he figure it out? Like, dude, why do you even have dogs? The dogs don't even come into play in the action scene. Oh, you're right, they don't. You know what would have been funny if they just had like men in SWAT gear, but with rice paddy hats on, sitting in, in the yeah. boats. 
That would be equally as dumb as what we actually got in the final product. I would have I would have preferred that though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I will say though, uh so yes, uh, Donnie Yen is attached to the film. He's the action director and he's the main protagonist. And whenever you have that, I mean Donnie Yen's done that in the past, right? Like and whenever you have that, uh, you know, you always run the risk of well, like ma- making the main character, like ma- ma- you know, stretching yourself thin in terms of like physicality, right? Because Donnie Yen's doing so many things at once, so I can see why he doesn't fight a lot in this movie. In fact, most of the fights are with the villain. Donnie Yen only has like two, three fights. There's a lot of fights in this movie, by the way, uh, and and well, well, to varying quality. So most of them. Not good. So, so to, so to go with what you're saying, yes, I can I can understand that co- sort of concept. If you are the star and you are also the action director, you could potentially stretch yourself thin because you have double duties, right? Yeah. But I would hope that in the scenes that Donnie Yen, uh, uh, okay, let, let me take a step back. So in the scenes that Donnie Yen fights the main villain, like that's. That's the best fighting in the movie, even though it's not to my liking. But it's clearly the best when you compare it to everything else. I would think that if Donnie Yen is starring and doing action direction, if the fights that don't have him in it, maybe he could potentially spend more time with directing the action. Sure. But with what you're seeing, it almost feels like we're getting an edited version that's mm. made for u.s audiences right it, it seems oh, okay. it, it feels like they're cutting out the action for maybe runtime or maybe because they felt like oh it's maybe there's too much violence or maybe there's something because like the way the action is cut together it feels like we're missing a lot of moments it becomes it becomes very sure. it becomes very evident in the fight when uh wang bao chang fights i think it's xing yu on xing yu, in, yeah. in this yeah. set where they're fighting on a life-size skeleton what what the fuck is that they're fighting on a it looks like a dinosaur skeleton with a human head like what the so, hell is that so a regular skeleton <laughs> <laughs> but it's huge yeah, well, it, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's over overly comically sized for dramatic. Oh, you know yeah. what it is because he's an artist. It's like his, you know, his, it's his it's his art centerpiece. Or whatever. Oh yeah. So they're fighting on top it of it, okay. and this is an awesome set. I thought that this looked great, and this made for an interesting set piece for a martial arts fight. Yes, they're on wires. Mm-hmm. Sure, that's fine. But then when you see the final product. You're not seeing the fight in chronological order. You're getting snippets of moments. And it feels like they're just kind of haphazardly edited together until finally he takes them out. Mm -hmm. And you're left feeling like you didn't see the entire product. And that's why I was saying that it feels like we're, we're not getting the real cut of the movie. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a, it's a shame because all so yeah, like like I was just saying before, the, the the main villain he is going around challenging all these folks, uh, and each one of these is an individual fight. 
and all the, the the fighters they are legitimate martial artists Shing Yu we have Kang Yu uh, Louis Fan I'm literally naming them all right now um, and yeah like, with the exception of maybe the Lewis fan fight, maybe it feels like every one of them, like there's like bits of information that are lost. Yeah. Or we just didn't spend any time really perfecting the choreography. It feels really half like haphazardly done, right? It doesn't doesn't feel like we're we're showing off the best of each one of these performers. I think yeah, you're right. The Shingyu one is the is by far the weakest one, especially since it has all those crossfades and all those. Yeah, the crossfades are weird. That's that's what made me think like, oh, maybe like they're cutting stuff out intentionally and saving it for like, I don't know, like a director's cut or something. But I don't think that's the case at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, And there isn't really any action in the whole movie that really made me go, wow, that was amazing. Although this movie quantity wise has a lot of fighting none of it really excels it, it's it's well below mediocre uh okay very, so very unmemorable so here's my speculation again <laughs> so this okay. came out around the same time as iceman as well iceman is also 2014 and i'm gonna say yep. donnie yen he put his all into Iceman, and then when he came on to Kung Fu Jungle, he was just spent. So that's why Kung Fu Jungle is just blah, because <laughs> uh, all his yeah. efforts went into Iceman, and it shows. That is a very good and theory. And it clearly shows. A, yeah, yeah no, that was a very good theory, and I mean, this is, well, I mean, it's not like... It's not like Hong Kong actors and choreographers back then in the 80s were used to that. Like, freaking working on, like, three movies simultaneously. But Well, they were yeah, they yeah. were younger, too, so... That's true. That is also true. This is this movie came out, what, at this point, nine years ago? Yeah. Donnie Yen's no spring chicken at this point, right, but right. still. Uh, okay, so my, my, say, my other speculation but, is, that that's more serious, is that... <laughs> It Man 3 came out the next year. Maybe uh-huh. a little more of him went into really dedicating his time to It Man 3. Sure, sure. Um, well, Samo or, was the one who action directed that. But eh, maybe in terms of physicality, Donnie was like, eh, I'll just, I'll just shoot, I'll just phone it in for this performance. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, but anyways, I'm, I'm deep sighing because the movie is very bland. Uh, aside from the action, the, the story is it's so it's simple to the point of if you took out all the action scenes, you're left with this 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 story of Donnie Yen getting frustrated that he's not able to catch this killer, even though like there's not enough happening to kind of give him the leg up you know like it it really does need to feel like a cat and mouse right i was just going to say that yeah we need to feel like somebody's a step ahead because they're better or we need to feel like donnie yen is just out of reach of catching him like donnie yen is capable he's almost there but 
the killer always narrowly escapes because of reasons, because he's just smarter, because he's better. That's like a good cat and mouse thriller. That's generally good when you have this, you know, these sort of detective stories. Like the killer needs to be one step ahead, so they feel powerful. So at the end, when they finally defeat him, it, you know, it, it feels good. Like it feels great that the protagonist triumphed because they finally were able to get a leg up. And here, right. our killer is just is just kind of mentally deranged. That's it. Yeah, he's a well, martial he arts fanboy, like a, a genius. <laughs> yeah, ex- well, exactly. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah fanboy. He needed some. Not only does he need to excel in kung fu, he needed some sort of above average intellect because <laughs> it didn't make any sense that these cops couldn't find them. He, it's not like he was even hiding that hard. <laughs> they knew where he lived. He wasn't hiding How that hard. Fuck up? They they go they, to his place too early. So they that's how incompetent they are. They're uh, God, I just got so frustrated. The, the, the writing for these characters is so bad. Freaking having their dogs like just strewn about. Like yeah, nothing suspicious about this at all. Um. <laughs> Yeah, God. Uh, anyways, uh, there's really not much else to talk about in terms of the story. I, I'd say we might be able to keep this action segment relatively short, even though there's quite a lot happening in this movie. So, I don't know, Zero, anything else you want to add before we dive into this a little deeper? Nope. We're not going to dive that deep. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, if you would like to hear the rest of this discussion, because... Probably going to just keep shitting on this movie, even though it's not that horrible. <laughs> but we're going to keep talking yeah, about it. Yeah. And if you would like to hear more of that discussion, consider following us on Patreon. Because if you do that, you're going to get the additional dialogue of this and other conversations we've had with other movies. And if you subscribe to more tiers, you can get more episodes, which means shorter discussions like the Iceman to time traveler which we just discussed because will made it very apparent i should not watch that movie <laughs> no you really shouldn't i'm telling you right now do not watch that i do not watch that instead support us <laughs> and listen to our quick jab because that's all you need just 15 minutes and you don't need to watch that fucking train wreck <laughs> uh all right let, let, let's talk about kung fu jungle Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. We're at the point where we give our recommendations, but there's a whole wealth of audio you would be listening to here if you follow us on Patreon. There you can listen to the entire episode, including an exclusive action breakdown of the fights in the movie. And now on to our final thoughts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god, that's that's basically the movie. This is uh that was Kung Fu Jungle. Is that Kung Fu Killer? <laughs> that that yeah, Kung Fu Killer, the the last of the best, clearly last place. Uh, <laughs> God, this movie's bland. It's so bleh. Well, considering how much we spoke about it in the Patreon section, much shorter than usual. Um, I didn't mm-hmm. want this to be an episode where we just kind of complain, and then also. <laughs> reiterate the plot right like what there's no fun in reiterating the plot sometimes if it's just this is what happens next and this is what happens next so like you know i wanted to try to keep this conversation fun and energetic and make fun of it even though i'm just i'm like 
<laughs> contradicting what I just said now. But <laughs> uh, well, uh, I mean, yes. If you you want a play by play of the movie, I would say just go watch the movie, right? Yeah. But eh, like, I just the the point of the show is to kind of say what does and doesn't work about the movie and. Uh, yeah, a lot of it, the movie does not work because it, it's it's too simple. It's too simple, and somehow they botched the execution in the film. Um, it, it's a lot of fighting. There's a lot of fighting, and none of it's very uh, none of it's very interesting. A lot of it is kind of pedestrian. Like it's like below mediocre action, and it's a shame. I, I was actually hoping that, it, at least from my recollection, it was better than what I remembered. And it's like, oh, it's actually worse. It's it's worse than what I remembered. <laughs> and that final, that final fight scene is so ridiculous that, like, you you think that it's like it'd be funny bad. It's not even funny bad. It's just like, oh god, this is just stupid. Uh, I don't and, I don't know. Yeah. I I didn't think it was that bad rewatching it because I remember not liking it actually. I remember really hating the CGI water when I first watched it. For some reason, this time around, like I, it didn't bother me. Like for some reason, okay. it didn't bother me. Maybe because I focus more on the fighting these days. Like I could, you know, like I, I try to give a pass for yeah. for other stuff. So, sure. yeah, I think that last fight, like, like I mentioned in the Patreon section, like I think if you just cut out all the stupid stuff with the trucks and them. You know, <laughs> fighting underneath it and rolling around it and him getting clipped by it. Like when you just show strictly choreography, I think there's some decent exchanges in there. Like if you were to take those sure. sections out, context completely out, like it would look okay in small little snippets. I agree. I do agree. Although that doesn't save the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I still think the movie's uh, kind of hard to sit through, like, uh, like all, all in all. Um, it's kind of worse than that, I remember. Kind of. Because uh, yeah, back there, I remember just thinking, oh, this movie's just bad. I, I, didn't, I didn't really care for it. But like now I'm watching it for the action and like breaking it down and really thinking about it from a storytelling standpoint. There's really not... To not much of a leg to stand on here, and that's not a pun because the villain has a gimp leg. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's just uh, just because the movie is touting itself as a love letter to kung fu cinema doesn't automatically make it awesome. It's kind of missing the mark there. Eh, I don't know. That's <laughs> like that. That's that's my downer way of uh, putting that that down. Well, I don't know, Zero. How would you end this on a positive note? Well, I mean, I guess, you know, they, they got all these famous, you know, Hong Kong martial arts people to make cameos, some against their will or without their knowledge, because it's literally just <laughs> shooting footage on a television. Like, hey, look, it's Jackie Chan, so we can give him credit. Hey, look, it's like fucking Dante Lamb or, you know, it's like it's other stuff yeah, that, yeah. that is better almost and that's kind of sad but i think one of the most standout mo the maybe my favorite moment from this movie is when wang bao chang is angry 
angry kung fu dancing in the rain for a brief second because <laughs> it kind of kind of reminded me of that um that fucking oh what is it that kevin bacon movie when he angry dances because no one will let him dance maybe he needs to join up with footloose footloose yes <laughs> maybe yes. wang bao chang needs to team up with kevin bacon and then they can angry dance or kung fu dance in the rain or in a barn together somewhere i don't know